0: So now we've entered into a situation where we are in the sentencing stage of the trial. We have now, the accused person has been convicted. The defense has had an opportunity to lead evidence around mitigation. The state has had an opportunity to lead evidence around aggravating factors. And now the magistrate has all of this information in the possession, right? The magistrate has all of this material and the magistrate now ultimately has to make a determination on what the appropriate sentence would be. Now, when we are dealing with common law offenses, like common law crimes, such as as murder, such as treason, these types of crimes do not have a a, a prescribed sentence attached to it. There isn't a fixed sentence attached to it. So, for instance, if the accused person is... um, Uh, found guilty of murder there isn't a statute saying in the event of someone being found guilty of murder they must be sentenced to 20 years imprisonment no that's not how it works with common law offenses the presiding officer is given a discretion and because the presiding officer is given a discretion it means that they must now make a decision and make a call on what sentence they're going to impose. But this discretion is not a discretion where it's a free-for-all, where they can simply do as they wish, where there is a person found guilty of murder. And so they go, okay, I've got a discretion. I'm going to impose two years sentence, right? No Rather, that this discretion must be exercised within a certain framework, within certain parameters, and the framework within which that discretion must be exercised is set out in S versus and where the court provides certain considerations that a presiding officer must take into account when determining what the appropriate sentence would be. And the first consideration is the seriousness of the offence, because if we are dealing with a situation where... We have a individual who's convicted of theft, and he was in the local spa, and he stole a bunch of uh, Lind chocolates to the value of three hundred rand, and he's now ultimately convicted of that uh, crime that he had committed. When it comes to sentencing, the magistrate's going to consider okay the seriousness of the offence. Yes, uh the the um, an offence uh, such as theft is something to be taken not to be taken lightly. However, the offence is not as serious because there was only uh, three hundred rand involved. It was only petty theft. Nobody was, uh, there, was no, uh, weapony, there, there was no weapon There was no weapon in the in the crime. There was no weapon used. Um, no gun. There was no threats on the side of the. Convicted person that he, he did not grab anyone in the process, so the offense was not as serious. And the court will take this into consideration determining what sentence he's going to impose upon that person who stole those lint chocolates from the spa. But on the other hand, now we have someone who's convicted of uh brutalizing and um raping and murdering a 80-year-old grandma, right? So, in that instance, we're dealing with an offense which is highly um. Disgusting, essentially, and and serious in terms of uh, the types of conduct that society considers uh, uh, prohib- prohibitive, right? Or the, that society considers unacceptable. Sorry, is the word that I'm rather going for. So, as far as unacceptable. Uh, crimes are concerned, and the degree of a crime, you can't get any worse than that, essentially, the murder and rape of an old grandma, right? So, in that instance, in considering what sentence to hand down, the court will take uh, note of the fact that, yo, we had an elderly, vulnerable woman who had uh, couldn't even do anything to protect herself, and we had someone come and inflict, uh, steal her life away, and we had someone come and, who in fact, uh, not only did they steal a life away, but in the process of stealing a life away, they also subjected her to the indignity and the violation of rape. So in that instance, the judge will latch to these things in describing why it is that the judge ultimately came to that sentence. And again, you'll see that once again, you see how the presiding officer is taking into account the seriousness of the offense. So of course, our because we're dealing with a, a rapist and a murderer. Of course, the offense is more serious and, of course, it warrants some more serious punishment versus our petty theft uh, who stole chocolates out of the Lins bar. So that goes without saying. That's that's quite logical. Another thing that the court will take into account is the interests of the community. And, of course, the community has a vested interest to protect women uh, in particular. One can think about rape in South Africa and uh, the high rates of gender-based violence. And so uh, holding men accountable for uh, violating women sexually is something that is uh, a strong interest to South Africa as a community that we hold men accountable and that the crime of rape be addressed in a serious manner, right, in order to protect our women and children. So over there we see what it's, it's meant in racism when the court says that not only must we take the seriousness of the offence into account, we must also take the interests of the community into account, Right. The final thing is that the, the, the presiding officer will also take into account the personal circumstances of the individual, right? I am 16 years old. Uh, this is my first offence. I'm a young offender. I'm the sole breadwinner for my three siblings, all of who are under 10 years of age, Um I am a, a star pupil at school, just throwing out random examples um All of these particular things is uh evidence that will be led ultimately by the defence at the at the mitigation. Um, side of the sentencing trial. And this is something that the presiding officer will take into account the person circumstances of the offender, because remember imposing a sentence is not going to be the same for everybody. It's not a uh, cut and paste job. Imposing a sentence requires that the court individualize that sentence. And this individualization takes place when the court taking takes into account this personal circumstances of the person was found guilty of let's say in this instance theft right so it's important to remember that when a presiding officer is is passing a sentence he's not uh, merely passing a sentence without a specific aim in mind, right? So we can remember from Unit 4, we spoke about all these different concepts around deterrence and around restorative justice, and this is where all of those concepts that we've learned comes into play at the, at the sentencing stage, and then when the judge makes an assessment of what the appropriate sentence must be, the judge will keep these particular objectives in mind. So for instance, we use the example of deterrence, that there's a strong... Uh, need to send a message to society that uh, the violation of women is unacceptable, so that will be a specific aim on the side of the judge who is presiding over that matter in which that grandma was raped and murdered. Right. So sentencing is always this balancing process where the presiding officer is taking into account all of these things. He's looking at the mitigating factors and he's looking at the aggravating factors. He's looking at what it is he seeks to achieve by virtue of imposing punishment? Is he seeking to ensure that the that the boy who stole at spa the Lindt chocolates is able to rehabilitate himself? Is he trying to ensure that the person who raped the grandma, that uh, no other women are raped in society? Is, is he going for a deterrence objective? Uh, of course, it can be more than one objective. Um, and then the, the, considering the interests of the offender, considering the interests of society... Well, the circumstances of the offender, the interests of society, how serious the offense was. And of course, all judgments should be uh concerning appropriate sentences, should be tempered with what we refer to as mercy. So should, there should be this element of mercy involved where the court must show a level of compassion and mercy towards the uh accused, or sorry, rather now the convicted person, the offender. So, like I said. The Appropriate sentencing, when it comes to common law offences, there is no discretion. However, when it comes to certain other offences, you do have certain statutory offences where there is a prescribed sentence imposed. And so a presiding officer, when they, uh, when they rule over the matter, when they impose a sentence, uh, will have much less of a discretion. For instance, when it comes to drunk driving, a presiding officer now finds someone guilty of drunk driving Under the statutory offence, they can either be made to pay a fine or they can be sentenced to a maximum of six years imprisonment or they can pay a fine and uh, have uh, six months imprisonment imposed upon them. So you see there, there's a very limited discretion given to the presiding officer because the presiding officer cannot impose a sentence of six years and one day or seven years or eight years on the person convicted of drunk driving because it's a statutory offren- offence which limits the discretion of the, of the presiding officer because it's a fixed sentence where there is a certain... Um, There's a certain barrier which the presiding officer cannot go beyond, right? There's a certain uh, degree of of punishment which the presiding officer cannot go beyond. The presiding officer cannot go beyond a, a fine plus six years imprisonment in this instance.